This is Foolish Adventure, episode 45, How to Sell Online or Offline. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hey, Tim. Hey, Izzy. What's up? What is up? Oh, not a lot. Just uh, ready to talk about uh, this this topic. This one, I think uh, we might have a little bit of controversy come out of it because I've got I'm kind of opinionated on this one. Oh my yeah. goodness! Wow, this will be the first time that anybody's got to hear your opinions on stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I know because I'm 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 usually <laughs> you usually you know, kind of keep that reserved. Under, yeah, right? you're pretty reserved. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> not at all. Well, you know what? This is one I feel strongly about too, and we're going to talk about selling. We're going to talk about selling and different aspects of selling. And specifically, one of the things that I want to talk about is how selling is so similar online and offline. Because I come from an offline sales background. I was an outside sales rep for a business company, you know, a business. It was like a business to business type thing. I'd go and sell to business owners and business, you know, different businesses, different services. That's what I did before striking out to do what I'm doing now. Well, you know, we went through, oh my gosh, over the years, I just went through so many different training programs and, and learned, you know, went to seminars and read books and it all starts. I literally, at one time, I think I had a library of, of over a hundred different sales books and I had read the vast majority of them and I was a sales manager. So I train on it all the time. I was a sales person. That's what I did. That's how I defined myself. And it was, it's very different from what a lot of people think selling is. It's actually, you know, most people, when you say sales, hey, you know, I'm in sales, usually what they think of is like a car salesman or something like that. Uh, actually, they think of more of a, um, a high pressure, uh, crooked salesperson. Yeah, like a specific right? type, like, like a used, the, right. the stereotypical high pressure, you know, uh, used car salesman. Yeah, it, g- it gets you to buy something you don't want and. Right, you that's know, not uh, good for you. Right. Overpriced. You know, it, it, one of the biggest things, and I've I've written down basically the seven steps to selling, and all, and these are the seven steps that I used to base that I used to develop. And you know what, every book and every program calls them something a little bit different, but they're all basically the same thing. You know, they one one might call it overcoming objections, while another one calls it res, you know handling objections, another one calls it resolving concerns. You know, it's all <laughs> the same thing. Um, but basically the steps are, we'll, we'll buzz through the steps and we'll talk about just each one of them briefly. And okay. then we can talk about how it's similar online and offline. But the step number one is prospecting. This is where you find your prospects. Um, and you know, offline, uh, there's all kinds of different ways you can do it. And online, there's different ways you can do it too. So prospecting is number one. Number two is to ask questions. Number three is to present. Number four is to close. Number five is to overcome objections. Six is to close again. And seven is to ask for referrals. Okay, this is what we used to, this is what I did in sales, right? So for example, prospecting. When I was selling business services, the way that I would prospect is the most old-fashioned way that you can imagine. And that's where we'd go door to door. I'd walk into a business and talk to the employees and ask who the business owner is and find out who the decision maker was. It was very important. I had to find out the right decision maker and you know, prospecting is when you get all the rejection. I mean, right. you get a ton of rejection. You might have to knock, quote, knock on 100 doors or go into 100 different businesses to find five or 10 good potential prospects. Somebody who's in the market or interested or can use your services or is willing, you know, willing to listen, willing to sit down and actually arrange a meeting. Go ahead. Oh, just that prospecting sucks. 
Um, there's no, I know, I know some really good salespeople. They're like those, uh, born and bred to be salespeople. They love prospecting. They'll talk to anybody, right? I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people either. And that's the other thing is that, you know, going back, going back to this a little bit, you know, we can go through these steps, but I, but what I think is to be a good salesperson, you basically have to do three things. You have to have product knowledge, you have to have sales skills, and you have to have the right kind of character. It's like who you are. So if you have good sales skills and product knowledge and you're the right person, the right type of person, then you could be a good salesperson. Well, what you just described there is actually different than what I think use good sales usually for most people. Because most of the time when somebody says, man, that person has the gift of gab, they can totally talk, right? That's well, a good sales. Yeah, per- I, don't, I don't mean that in like that they don't mind approaching someone. Oh, when like you're, they're fearless. When you're, right. Yeah. yeah they're just, uh, they'll just walk into a business and and start the presentation. Uh, you know, prospecting is all about actually knowing who your market is. Uh, some of the sales training I got years ago was like, was that kind of, here's the phone book. That's your prospect list. And that is, that's just completely stupid. That's bad sales altogether. Bad sales training, bad sales management. You know, if you're a sales manager out there and you hear this and you're having brand new people do the phone book type sales, you're an idiot. Stop it. Because, <laughs> you know, use use some marketing, you know, uh, find your list. Uh, it, it's okay to cold call if you're cold calling someone who is uh, fits your target market. Uh, you can do cold calling. It's very, it can be very effective. Uh, for building a building a business, creating sales, but the the untargeted prospecting is is a waste of everyone's time, and that, and I think that's why a lot of uh, sales organizations have high turnover rates. Because oh, for sure, because, yeah, prospecting is yeah, yeah, because they're having people prospect in a way that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's uh, as uh, I, I learned this from Dan Kennedy. Uh, he had a book that he did for the multi-level marketing world called prospecting sucks and <laughs> and it's out of print uh, but if you can find it it's a great book um and it goes into a lot about positioning like if you if you set yourself up as someone who's an expert in your area and you'll actually get people coming to you and then it's a matter of going through the other steps because you don't have to prospect. That's, that's what I love about online marketing is because, you know, the prospecting is totally different online. I can, I can spend two or three weeks building an awesome, like all day, I can spend all day for two or three weeks building an awesome Final Cut Express course, put it on my website, and now prospects come to me. You know, just have to get the word out, but they come to me. And so I don't, you know, it's a totally different thing. You attract prospects instead of having to go find them. That's one of the things that I love about the web. You know, offline, very difficult. Online, challenging, but but it's a lot easier. I mean, it's definitely a lot easier. I would say that offline isn't any harder than online. Uh, for prospecting, uh, if you're uh, marketing, not not prospecting in the terms of I'm going out physically trying to find someone to sell to, that's difficult no matter what you're doing. Sure, but when you do marketing, marketing allows you to uh, kind of skip the prospecting uh, aspect because the people are actually contacting you. Once they're contacting you, they're they're a warm lead. Oh, for sure. Uh, so. Uh, they're, uh, they, they're much higher on the, I'm ready to buy level because they, they've already seen your marketing materials. They already know what you're about. Uh, a great, 
a great example that I learned from uh, Joe Polish uh, was uh, to can and clone yourself. When when he he was struggling as a carpet cleaner uh, ages ago, and one of the first things he did was he learned he thought, well, one of the hardest parts is selling something. So if I could just automate that process, like the prospect uh, the prospecting thing, if I could just automate that, and then I could. I, I, I could essentially just close the sale. That, that's all I would have to do is essentially take orders if I could already uh, get people pre-sold, pre-sold, pre-qualified, and, and just get them in that, in that, uh, that uh, mindset, that, that, frame, that frame of mind. So then they would call, they would go, and so he set up back then was a uh, toll-free number. You call the number, and the, and there's a long message that essentially tells you all about what um, you know the service. So you would already know whether or not it was for you. And so if you wanted uh, if you wanted to um, book someone to come out and uh, do the rest of the sales process, what he did was uh, an audit. Like if you want this carpet audit, then you know you leave your name and your number, and and we'll contact you. And so then he would schedule the the carpet audit, go out and do it, and then he would just close the sale right there. So he got rid of the prospecting thing of like how do I go out and find individual people, and just and said they all came to him. And then all of a sudden, his business started booming. I love it because what you just gave is an example of how you can do the exact same thing offline that you're doing online. Right. Yeah, if you're smart about it. Now, it just happened that in my, in my company, our marketing department wasn't very awesome with that stuff, and they covered the entire country. And so I, on, on a monthly basis, I might get one or two leads or something from the marketing department. So I, it was just not something I could win President's Club on by any right. means. I had to go out and dig them up. They didn't so. give you those Glengarry leads. Get, didn't give me the leads. Didn't give me the <laughs> Glengarry leads. So we are, we are going to talk about closing, by All the way. All right. And then, uh, and then the next thing we would do is we'd ask questions, which is step number two. And this is something that I think is different because – you know, when somebody, uh, when I sit down face to face with somebody in real life, I can open by saying, you know, thanks for seeing me today. Really appreciate your time. I'm not going to take too much of it. I know it's very valuable. Can I, what I want to do is start by asking a few questions, find a little bit about your business, see if there's any way that we might be able to be helpful. Right. So I could start by asking questions, find out and, and unsurface like basic information that I might need to know depending on what kind of product it is. Cause it might be that both of us are wasting our time sitting there, or it might be that, they don't even realize they have a problem, but my asking questions can help surface some of those. But this is something that I could totally do, and I would spend most of my time meeting with somebody asking them questions. I got to be a really good questions asker and a good listener because that's where the sale was made in when I was a uh, when I was a sales rep in person. Online, you have to make some assumptions. Now, you can ask questions. You can send out surveys. You can see what questions people are asking into Google by doing some keyword research. So you can find out what questions people have, and then you can build your stuff to answer those questions. That's definitely something you can do. But it's not its not 100% a direct parallel. Right, right. Yeah, you can't uh, Sit ask. Sit down with yeah, them. Yeah, every time someone lands on your site, you can't ask that person that specific questions. That seems absurd, yeah. Uh, so in those cases... You, uh, it gets built over time, right? Uh, you, you're actually able to answer questions that people have over time in your marketing materials. So every time you put something out, every time you put out a blog post, anytime you put out new content of some sort, you're essentially answering some sort of question. Uh, it, it could be directly about something that you're selling, or it could just be about yourself like, and about your company. 
So people will form opinions as to whether or not they will do business with you based upon the stuff you're putting out, uh, the answers that you're giving to their, to their unspoken question, you know, because you haven't heard this question from them, but you're giving an answer anyways. And, and so you have to do your market research, and that comes from also researching your customers, researching the people who visit your website. Uh, and, and offline, it's the same thing. You know, when you're, when you're offline, you ha- uh, your advertising has to tell the story that, and answer those particular questions that you know your prospects have. I think this is really one of the benefits of having a persona or a profile or what else do they call them? An avatar, a customer avatar is because you can't really sit with each of them individually, but you can have somebody in your mind that represents, you know, they could be like for me, my average, it's surprising how many emails I get from somebody either named Bob or Tom. And so I have two different profiles in my mind, not just with different names, but like one person, Bob is a, you know, a certain age and has, makes a certain amount of money and has certain number of children and has, and this is what they do on the side. A lot of them are, you know, six figure earners in real life because video is an expensive hobby. So a lot of my audience is made up of six figure earners and, you know, and there, and then there's some people, there's the basic difference between the two avatars is one of them is intending on becoming a professional video shooter and the other one isn't. They're just really into video and are willing to spend a lot more than what the average hobbyist would, would do. So anyway, I keep these two avatars in my mind and when I'm talking to them and when I'm asking questions, I try to picture them like I'm asking them questions. And that really helps me, helps me keep my audience in mind as I'm, as I'm doing this stuff here, you know, but anyway, I I guess moving on to presentation, which is step number three, this is where we'd actually present what we have to offer. We talk about features, talk about benefits. The benefits are very important. You you don't just rattle off features. It it has this and this and this. It's more like it does this for you and it does this for you. And do you see how that do you see how that connects with what you asked, what the question that we talked about earlier, where I asked you if you were having this issue and you said yes, and now you can see how this would solve that problem for you. So you make those connections. Right. You present solutions to their problems. And then once, once they, and you're gaining agreement throughout the process, right? Yeah. And then yes. at the end, yes. Yeah. See, I, I just naturally do it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> so, so, um, and then at the end, you try to close. And this is, this is to me is like, it's, it's the thing that sales reps would, would struggle with when they were new. When, the, when somebody was a new sales rep, not always. There are some people that would just like close too often probably. But, but, uh, but, every, but most of the time, it was, people were too timid. They were too shy to actually close. They go through all the work and then not ask for the sale. Yeah, exactly. And, and the way that we do it is say, so do, do you, would you like to go ahead and get started with it? Or would you like to uh, give it a try or, you know, something like that. It can be as small as something like that. But what most people would do is they go, okay, so uh, now we've, you know, now that we've gone through my presentation, when would you like me to call to follow up with you? You know, they would just, instead of asking them to sign up for the program, they would say, when would you like me to call and follow up? And that was a major problem, right? Well, to me, I see the same thing online. It's the same thing where people are scared to close. And online, the close is the call to action. Click here to sign up. I love that. I love the click here to sign up. You know, click here to add to cart, get started, you know, to check it out right now. You know, these calls to actions. I love those. Yeah. My, my favorite kind of call to action is give them the choice between you, you, or you. (laughs) And, and I, I I had heard that 
before, but then in that particular context, I learned again. Is this from online? Joe, Is that Joe what you're Posh. talking about? Or online or, or offline? offline? Right? Okay. okay. It doesn't matter because you're closing, right? So you need to give people a choice. And uh, some people just give a yes or no. Do you want to buy or do you not want to buy? And well, a lot of times they'll just choose the no part if you because ma- you made it too easy for them to choose no. Because well, what if option A is not what they actually want? So you give them a choice between A or B or A, B, and C. Which would you rather have, the lower uh, price one, or would you rather have the premium version that has all those things that you said you uh, you thought were really important to your business or to your life? Would you rather have that one, or would you rather you know skip the things that you really care about and just buy the one here, right? And so a lot, of, and then there's the idea of giving three choices, and. Uh, depending on how you structure them, either a the middle choice will either be the the predominant one that people choose, or it'll be the higher one that people predominantly choose out of out of the three. So, uh, and that that comes down to structuring. Like, um, yeah, we th- had we had three first aid kits just to give you an idea. I mean, one of the services that I managed, I managed a sales team that sold first aid supplies to businesses, and there were three different kits. One of them was the ex- expanded, you know, the the very biggest one it was the elite ultra version of yeah, a first came, aid service came with a nurse and came with, no, 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 no. <laughs> then there was a middle one and then there was a low one like a value one well pretty much everybody chose the middle one some people chose the top one almost nobody chose the bottom one right right because the the top one uh anchors uh the the price and the value of the middle one and so some cases uh the the middle one is not is not something that people actually really want. They actually want the higher one. But if you if you were to just have a difference between A and B, the price would seem so different. Like A costs a hundred dollars, but B costs seven hundred. Uh, C uh, yeah, the second one costs seven hundred dollars. But if you stick one in the middle that costs four fifty, well then oh that that hundred dollar one can't be very good because it's so much below uh, the the middle one. And so the, the, the highest price one is only a little bit more than the middle one, right? So there's different ways to price anchor. So you, if you want people to choose the middle one, then you, uh, you do different things with your pricing. Uh, so this way, they, their choices are not, do I buy or not buy? It's like, which one do I actually buy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody always knows that they, there is an option just to say no to everything. I mean, everybody knows that. Yes. But that, that type of close in the sales business is called an alternative question close. And that's where you give them alternatives and that's how you close it. So, um, and you know what? Closing is very important because that's where the sale is made. And just like on the online, call to action. That's very important, right. right? So then after you've tried to close, then it goes to overcoming objections, step number five. And overcoming objections is basically, okay, so I ask you, would you like to get started with it? And you say no. And I say, what's preventing you from getting started? And then they tell you the answer. And usually it's something that they misunderstood or maybe it's something that, you know what? This You're right. This program isn't for you. But usually it has something to do with like they have some interest and but they but they think it's not going to do something or, you know, because usually these types of objections have already been answered in the program. It usually means if I if somebody's got objections at the end that I didn't do a great job of presenting, I didn't really maybe I didn't listen to their specific needs well enough to be able to meet them or something like that. Uh, what were you, you were about to? Uh-huh. Uh, or it could be like me, and I like to see how how good a salesperson is. Yeah, it's like that movie. What is it? Um, 
boiler boiler room. room. Yes, yeah. boiler room where they like yeah. So so you want to get started now? I'm not interested. Right, <laughs> you're right. just playing with people. Yeah, because yeah. I like to see you know people go through the process, and I've offered jobs to people over the phone uh, from uh, their their ability to sell. It's like, how would you like to work for me? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, because you're awesome. I'm not like that, Tim. Just so you know, I don't put myself in sales situations where I'm being sold to because I'm exactly the opposite, where I don't like, I would prefer not to watch somebody go through the process because there's a high likelihood I'll become persuaded by it. <laughs> and I'm not in the market right now. You know, th- that's, I don't go to timeshare presentations because I, because I almost bought one on my very first presentation, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm the sucker. I'm a sucker, I guess. I don't know, but I'm just easily persuaded. It is easy to influence me. Don't, please don't use that against me. If you're listening, <laughs> don't use that against me, Tim, you don't use it against me either. So, but overcoming objections is important. And the cool thing is the more experience you get, you start to anticipate potential objections people have. So you can address them early on. And I do that in my email campaigns now. Like if I send out a promotional email that says, that says, hey, I'm for, you know, next three days, I'm offering this low price plus these bonuses. If you sign up now, you get the discount and the bonuses. You need to sign up during these three days, right? If I send that email out, what I used to send it, and that would be, I would get all these emails in response where somebody would go, hey, I really want to take advantage of this price, but I'm, I'm not going to have a chance to really sit down and watch the videos until maybe a couple weeks from now because I'm on vacation or because I'm right in the middle of a bunch of work stuff. Can I sign up now and watch the stuff later, right? So that's an objection. That's right. a ba- I'm, so that's their concern. That's preventing them from buying. So I say, yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. You can sign up now. You have access for six months. That allows you to be able to download them to your computer. You can actually save them to your computer and watch them five years from now. It doesn't matter. So you know what I did is I started including frequently asked questions at the ends of my emails that basically address the most common questions and concerns that people ask me. Will I be able to download them? Even though it says it on my sales information page where I'm actually presenting how the service works, how the, pro- how the program works, even though I say all of the videos are downloadable, even though I say that, not everybody reads every word, right? Right. So I put that in the email too. It, it, will I be able to download everything? Yes, you can download everything and save it to your computer. How long will I have access? You'll have access for six months. Is it going to be a monthly ch- charge or is it a one-time charge? It's a one-time charge, not monthly. You get it. So right. I, I ask the most common questions and concerns that people have. I answer in the emails ahead of time. And I noticed that ever since I started doing that, it's actually had a better result. Sales went up. Yeah, so you, all your sales material online and in offline marketing has to uh, do follow all these steps, right? It has to uh, qualify your prospects. It has to answer, uh, actually ask questions. Uh, essentially, it's answering questions that they're going to have before they ever have them. It's going to have to close. So it's going to have a call to action and people are going to have objections. So your sales stuff has to, um, you know, counter those objections uh, with with proper responses and and also call to action again right it, you know all those things and so that whole selling process can be automated um that's the, what's so beautiful about online is that so oh, much of it can be automated it's amazing to me uh, even offline right yeah. I, i've got a, a, a lot of experience i did it with my pool company and i've done it with other clients and their offline businesses where there's a lot of stuff you can do to actually automate a lot of this process. So maybe it comes down to you still end up having to send somebody out in the field to close, but 
you know, you already got them 90% of the way. So essentially you're sending out an order taker, right? Uh, that's that's the best situation to be in. Where yeah, absolutely, Tim. But I'm just saying that online, you don't even have to be there. You can be sleeping in bed and your sales information page is doing the selling for you. And over time, it gets better and better because you add things like overcoming objections ahead of time and answering questions and, you know, touching on people's needs and stuff like that. Right. And so you're making sales and you're not even around. Well, you're, you're I, but again, I think there's going to be a massive change online where more offline stuff is going to be done for businesses who that really want to expand. They, they really want to be the leader in their niche. So uh, having a telephone number, a lot of a lot of companies have had dramatic increases in sales by offering a phone number instead of having the people go through the order taking process. Hmm. Again, you don't have to be the one answering the phone. It can be someone else who does it. And so you can still essentially automate it for you, Good but point. Uh, but someone else is actually doing it. Uh, so a lot of times people have seen uh, their businesses uh, go, you know, double, triple, even quadruple their sales by offering an offline version, you know, getting on a phone as opposed to uh, going through the order taking process. As an example of this offline stuff working on an, uh, in an online environment, this is funny. You know, the American Cinematographer is a magazine that I subscribe to because of my interests. And I, they have had for a while a membership program. It's called Friends of the ASC, Friends of the American Society of Cinematographers. Well, Friends of the ASC is a membership program that costs like $150 a year to join. And I've received emails about it because I'm a, a magazine subscriber. I've received emails about it before in the past. And then I, I always thought, you know, I'd be interested in looking into that. I got to remember to look into that and maybe see if it's something I'd be wanting, I'd be interested in joining. Well, well, uh, anyway, I probably, I don't know how many emails I saw of those that came and went and I never did them. I never actually looked into it in any detail, or I think maybe one time I did look at it, but I didn't sign up for whatever reason. I can't remember. And then one day I got a, a postcard in the mail and it was a postcard advertisement, a little marketing piece about Friends of the ASC, this membership program that they offer. And I don't know, for some reason, that postcard was the thing that made the impact on me. I went, I came inside and I, I set it on my desk uh, and then I didn't sign up immediately. Like, I think I came back the next day and I saw the postcard there and I went, oh yeah, I got to sign up for that. And I, I signed up. I went and joined. So even though they had emailed me multiple times, and even though I'd been to their website and checked out their information, the sales information, it, it wasn't until they sent me something in my mailbox right. that made me actually uh, the old school way, like before right. online way. It made me sign up. That's the craziest thing. And and that is that is essentially, for those who are more experienced, the untapped market is to start going offline. You know, you because uh, you can get really good at driving pay-per-click traffic and converting it into sales. You can get good at uh, converting SEO traffic into sales. But then that's it. You know, you you, you get to a point where uh, the... You're filtering through your yeah, market online. Yeah. Right. And and, and it's a, a, a matter of diminishing returns. You've got to put more effort into getting those outliers to be able to make any more money online. As you know, you're you're trying to strike more partnership, uh, you know, advertising deals for different websites, and you know, so you go into a lot of work trying to expand, uh, and and well, put a phone number on there, get get people's mailing address, and then you can then you can mail them, and and uh, and it's it'll convert uh, very well because well, no one else online is doing it, 
And, and there's just so many things like, you know, who does mail me Google. I get, I get mail in my mailbox from Google a lot because I'm an AdSense, an AdWords publisher, you know, um, AdWords advertiser. Right. And so if there was a period of time where I hadn't been using my AdWords account for a few months or something like that, and I was getting, I was getting mail pieces from them asking me, Hey, come, come back to AdWords. I even just, uh, maybe here's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Here's a hundred dollars. Here's a hundred dollars to use or something like that. And then also, um, I got, uh, uh, a, a phone call from an, uh, an AdWords representative calling me, reaching out to me. I hadn't called and said, Hey, I'm your AdWords, you know, representative. Google's got it. They're doing it. They're working the online world. They're working the offline world. Right. And there's just so many people that, that could easily do that. Um, what a uh, Dan and Ian from the lifestyle business podcast, they do a lot of, uh, online sales, but it's real products and a good portion of their sales are from the phone. You know, uh, it's, uh, they're trying to get more people to go through their shopping cart because you can scale a lot faster that way. But the, the, the phone is still a great tool to have for, for an online site. If you really want to sell your product, put a phone number on it. A good thing to do, even if you're selling information products is find a way to get their mailing address. One of the things that you, uh, uh, people may have seen uh, over the last few years, is some guys in the internet marketing world who would uh, give you a free DVD or a free CD for the price of shipping and handling. So the price of shipping and handling uh, would be like four ninety five or something, which essentially covers the cost of mailing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it covers the the actual item itself yeah. and and then mailing it. And so uh, the reason they're doing this is to that, build the list. <laughs> is the yeah to have a mailing list and not just a mailing list. They got your credit card number. Uh, you know they they got you to buy something. And even though you just, I, I, I actually got it for free. I bought the shipping and handling. Yeah. yeah. So, but they got you to buy something. So now that's they, brilliant, right? Because yeah. now if they, if they can't get you to convert online, they'll send you something in the mail uh, to sell you on the product that they have. And, and this is where I think a lot of niches are going to be going and they have to, you know, get past this idea of being afraid to sell. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, see that isn't that a fun discussion? I enjoyed that. Too. Yes, <laughs> I, I, and there's so much more. You know, we could really can say about this because I I lo- I love this process. Yeah, it's a very it's awesome, and I love the idea of automating it even more. I mean, it's it's you know it's pretty frequent that I think about the differences between what I'm doing now and what I used to do, and and how much more I prefer what I'm doing now. Uh, but you know, what I used to do is really applied to what I'm doing now. It's really helped me. So. Anyway, it all comes together. It all works out in the end. So uh, I think that's pretty much it about selling for this episode. So we'll see you in the next, I guess, the next audio show. In the meantime, enjoy your Foolish Adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695.